and Neil. Uh, Bill Kasky. Bill cued me with the point, which I love because it's so crowded in here and so confusing in the studio. I never know when to start. That was wonderful. So uh, we are here. This is the Advanced Selling Podcast. We're glad you're with us. We have an app. If you have not downloaded our app, I'd encourage you to do that. You yes. can get it at the iTunes App Store. Is it Android? Is it? What do you call no, the? It's Android, but it's just at the App Store. The, but it's either iOS or iOS or Android. Uh, operating system at the app store the uh, advanced selling podcast app it costs you nothing and we uh, load that thing up with lots of free mm-hmm. fun stuff and tools and things to do so i'd encourage you to do that and go to our linkedin group if you haven't already you hear us talking about this all the time uh post questions that sort of thing so and i don't think oh. we've we've uh, i know we give off the vibe that we appreciate people listening but we do want to thank our listeners we oh, have a great we, listening audience and you know you were in england here a, f- a few weeks ago and so was. met up with some folks and yeah. uh got great people on the LinkedIn group, but we appreciate you listening because we know that, you know, I know a lot of times salespeople are in cars and driving and working out, and so they use it for that. But uh, we do appreciate the support you show us because uh, it's a lonely job here in the podcast studio. Sitting here all day. It is. Coming up with content. You just never know if anyone's listening. But now we know because we have downloads and there are people in the group, which is wonderful. Uh, Yeah, we're very, very, very appreciative. And we uh, people ask us why we do this sometimes. No, they don't. (laughs) <laughs> you do a podcast. People ask Why do you me do all that? the time. What time is your People program? stop me on the corner left and right, and they say, aren't you Brian Neal from the Advanced Selling Podcast? And I say, why, yes, I am. Why do you ask? And they say, why do you do the podcast? It's not exactly oh, like happens that. happens every time. Why do you do the podcast? Because they want to know, like, do you get business from it? What's it? And genuinely, I usually say the same answer. Bill and I are radio geeks. That's number one part of the answer. We love doing the kind of production part. <laughs> and we you, just love it. We have a blast. If you only heard the conversation that we had coming back from Chicago one time, when we, <laughs> yeah. we were talking about our younger years, we were actually doing exactly, we didn't even know each other then, but we were actually both oh, radio geeks, technology so geeks. True. We should do that. We should actually do a geek out to, podcast. I need to find some of my old recordings is what we need to do in YouTube. Uh, in the end, though, we re- our listener base is just wonderful. And they yeah. talk to us and they communicate. And we, we it's real important for us to be accessible to them. So we're very, very, very thankful. So is that enough gushing for one Not day? enough gushing. I had something kind of weird happen the other yeah, day. Was I was, well, I went to this uh, Saturday workshop. It was this uh, National Speakers Association local chapter. Oh, yeah, and I'm good. getting a little bit more involved in that, doing a little yeah, bit more great. public speaking. And there was a, a person there who came up to me near the end of the event and said, uh, uh, Bill, uh, I, I understand that you need to talk to me and you, I can help you, and so I just want to get on our calendars. And it kind of took me by surprise. And the person that they said told them that I should talk to them, I barely even knew. So yeah. it was just an odd, it was a very odd thing, and hopefully this person is not listening, but it doesn't matter. But I was, <laughs> I was a little, uh, when I said, we, we started talking, and it was obvious from her, from the discussion that this person didn't know what they were talking about when it came from po- to podcasting because <laughs> yeah. I was talking about podcasting. Yeah. And I came up with a line that probably <laughs> I've used before, but uh, but it, it just came out of my mouth. And I know I've heard it on, on Fox or on MSNBC when I've watched heated debates. And, and the line was this, you know, with all due respect... <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I went into my. Yeah. And I got home that that night. Translation: and Jane, you my wife stupid. Said, no, no, no. She said you didn't really say that to her. Did I said, yeah, but it, but it was respectful. She goes, no, it's not. That's not a. Yeah. How do you say with all due respect, respectfully? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. these little things we say that we think are meant to say. Oh well, he said with all due respect. Well, so I he didn't respect, really mean that I was I a jerk. I didn't know what the hell I was talking about. Yeah. So, or you say you say like, uh, hey, um, nothing personal here, but. <laughs> <laughs> just or no no offense. Don't take this the wrong way. D- d- but, yeah, 
No, no offense, but they they really are looking for much better looking people than you. What what what, what does no offense mean? How am I not supposed to take offense to that? Uh, it's basically whatever you say after no offense means is going to be offensive, exactly. right? That's the whole point. I hope. Yeah. L- l- let me well, tell you something, and I almost I'm almost not going to tell you this, <laughs> yeah. but I'm over I'm overriding my. With all due respect, I think that was a good story. <laughs> does it work <laughs> yeah, that way? So anyway, so I apologize to this person. So, uh, uh, probably, yeah, just yeah. be careful just of those mean. words. Yeah. No offense, don't take this personally. I, I do think if you say, look, I'm, I'm going to respectfully disagree with your... Well, that, now see, that's I think much that's better. different because I'm saying I'm going to disagree. Yeah. I'm not hiding behind some kind of respect. Or can you can you sincerely say, you know, I, first I, I commend your assertiveness here because <laughs> most people wouldn't just come up and say this. But with all due respect, get out of my face. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. What are we talking about anyway, today? Uh, we're topic, talking, right? Yeah, I do have the topic. And I've been um, reading a little bit lately on this idea of what is it that puts us in a state of mind where we can accomplish great things. Mm-hmm. And, of course, on the podcast here, we're constantly talking about mindset, mentality, you know, inner game. Yep. Uh, how do we have the perspective of abundance? How do we get our intent right? You've heard us talk about that. And I think of all the things that we talk about, I know it's our favorite Yes. But I think it's our favorite because we know how impactful it can be. Massively. And so the question then becomes, okay, well, if I'm going to think about my world in an abundant way and I'm going to really get my head screwed on straight and mindset right when I go out and make a sales call, the question is what's going to put you into that frame of mind? Mm. And so I'm think, I started reading a book called The Rise of Superman. It's by a guy named Steve Kotler. And Kotler was a protege of this uh, – Guy who I can't even pronounce his name. I think you can. He's a though. Russian. <clears throat> can you try? Uh, something about uh, she hit me in the knee. It's <laughs> Mikhaili. She hit me in the knee, and he's Russian, Shosky. I suspect. And he wrote a book called Flow. Flow. Back in the I think '90s, I would say, and it really was about peak performance and what yeah. it, what is required for us to be in that state. And so. If you say to a client, Brian, hey, just go think abundantly. You know, just go have the right intent. Well, if my state of mind is scarcity and I'm wobbly in my shoes and I'm just not in a strong place, it's going to be hard for me to think that way. No doubt. And so the question becomes, how do you, how do you create something in your mind? How do you hack your way to feeling abundant, mm-hmm. having a strong inner game? And so I've been reading a little bit about that because I think that uh, in, in my practice, I'm not sure I do enough of telling you how exactly to get there. I think we talk a lot about getting there and what yeah. there looks like. But So that was the whole topic. Today. So are we going to talk about um, I'm what breath, flow so means? I found this guy's name. I can't pronounce it either. No, there are won't. a lot of consonants in there, uh-huh. not a whole lot of vowels. I have a client who's Latvian. Oh, I bet she knows think, how to say Yeah, this. it could be. R- it Russian could be. or, you know, like Sistnik. Shishnam Mahali. It's it's something like she yeah. says to me. Anyway, it's a 1990 book. It was she Flo. hit really me good. in the knee, or I like hit her in the, in the knee. I'm not I'm not sure who was hitting who, but oh, that here's was, that here's was by Nancy Kerrigan, wasn't it? Oh, that's oh, right. Geez. Kevin Galuli. Here we go. We just had the net the it's 40th really anniversary or something. Really bad. Uh, so why don't I share with you what I heard, what I read in the book? Yeah, and I'll, just, uh, I'll do a page by. It was a 300 page book. So this may take a while. I'll just sit and listen. <laughs> But three situations that kind of uh, are the conditions that need to happen for you to get into a flow state. And uh, Kotler's book, The Rise of Superman, is really, he takes these physical, like surfers and skateboarders and and athletes 
who are in the physical world. And yeah. when you're going over a wave and you're trying to, I don't understand the whole surfing thing, but I suspect that you have to make quick decisions on how to lean, what your that, balance is. Yeah. Whereas in sales, we don't have to make those quick decisions that are life or death. Usually, Usually. not. Usually not. And no. unfortunately, sometimes, well, anyway, so that that's kind of his background. But number one thing, and then yep. you, you comment. Okay. I'll give you 30 seconds. Yeah, great. Just point to me. That's yeah. good. Yeah. I'll point with my pencil. Would you please put the, put the timer on it? <laughs> uh, the first one is you have to have very clear goals. Mm. And he emphasizes clear, not goals. So yeah. your goals are... I want to generate so much money or I want to I want to have a good outcome but what clearly are you really trying to accomplish like in a surfer world it's to live through the wave and to come out on the other side mm. you know dry or whatever I don't know or alive. Come out dry, or dry or alive so in sales to me one one condition for flow is extremely clear goals yeah and oh is it time you didn't point point there's my point thank you I got the point sorry yeah, and this is something that I think back, we've talked a lot, we talked about in the last podcast a little bit, is are we asking the right question? So this is a place I would examine, do I have the right clear goal? And let's take it down, you go big to small. So you go, the big goal might be your annual revenue goal. So you say, my territory, my clear stated goal is to have this territory produce a million dollars in yeah, revenue. Right. That would be a clear goal for sure. Then it might go down to, um, I want to average on a monthly basis a minimum of $50,000 or more in new business over the 12-month period of January. Mm -hmm. Those count, right? Mm -hmm. Those are clear mm -hmm. goals. Then you go down into even the call world, which you talked about. So what is my – and managers ask this a lot to salespeople when they're doing ride-alongs. It's one of my words mm, I just I don't it. like. <laughs> ride-alongs. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to ride along and watch everything you do and point out the bad things. And I'm going to make it an And then we're going to go drink. Shit sandwich. Yeah, exactly. Um, but um, – be careful here because so often people think the goal of the call is to close the deal. And these days, and I loved what you said last time about what's the customer what's, journey. Yeah, moving. Yeah. yeah. Be okay saying in a goal of a, having the goal of a call be the goal of this call is to move us through these topics and see if we want to move to yeah. the next stage of the journey. Yeah. And that can be a clear goal, right? That can be a, can That's we check these clear. things off, right? It's I have these clear. three items to, to talk about or these three points to discuss. And if we both have good answers and two thumbs up at the end of the call, we'll move forward. If not, we won't sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and that's where I think we miss the boat sometimes. Sometimes we're so anxious to get to the end of the close. We think the goal of every call should be close right. the deal. Every, right. every call, get them. Get them yeah. right. So I like that. That's so good. Clear <clears throat> goal. And, you know, you talked about that. And what my mind went back to was this idea of co-creation with the prospect. Oh, and yeah. Bo Eason talked about that a little bit. Is your is your goal is your clear go to goal to pitch something, yeah. or is it to co-create a solution for the customer yeah. by the questions you ask and the answers you give? And the, and I think Great. obviously it becomes a lot more inspiring if you have give off this vibe with your prospect that you're going to help create help them create a solution. Together, it's wonderful. Yeah. Me likey. So right. I think, uh, yeah, I think I don't think we set clear enough goals. And I, I like what you said about there's the top level, which is the 30,000-foot view, and then all the way down to I'm getting ready to walk into the meeting. Yeah. What is my goal? What's my goal? Clear goal. Clear. Very good. Here, here's the second condition that has to be there for uh, flow, and that is immediate feedback. Mm. And 
I think in sales, you know, the immediate feedback, we might get immediate feedback from our supervisor or our leader, but usually it's not very immediate because they're not with us all the time. Like when you just talked about the ride along, Mm -hmm. that is immediate feedback. Sometimes it's not done properly, but it is immediate. Yep. You leave a call, you go sit in the car and you say, look, here's what you did well, here's what you didn't do well. (laughs) But overall it was great. (laughs) Overall it was good. With all due respect, it was was a good good call. call. Good job, good job. Couple things here for coaching. (laughs) But uh, no, overall overall, I thought it was a really nice call. Okay, where are we going next? What's our goal here? It's, wah, like, wah, wah. it's like the call you get at night. Well, God for, bless. And you, you answer the phone. Hi, this is so-and-so from Muscular Dystrophy. First off, I want to thank you for your gift last <laughs> yeah. year. No, you don't. No, you don't. You do not. You don't care at all. Oh. You care about my gift this year, isn't yeah. it? Because otherwise they just call you and say, thanks for your gift last year. It's all I got. Just <laughs> got have a good night. Else. All right, thanks. Bye. That'd be an interesting tactic, uh-huh. wouldn't it? Well, it might. Right? And then they go, well, wait, wait, wait. Well, are, are you collecting money this year? Oh, oh I, I was, <laughs> but I don't know. You're not. You gave That's last year, funny. didn't you? Yeah. You're not going to want to give right. again, are Off you? topic. Here we go. Oh, I like that. That was good. Wasn't so uh, immediate feedback. So yeah. when you're with a prospect, potential client, you might you might think about that from a from the standpoint of becoming more aware when I say to you Brian hey tell me a little bit about uh, your business this year and you say look my business is bad I really don't want to talk about it that if, if you're aware that you've just asked a question that you didn't get an answer to you may come back to that later and adjust yeah and I find that most times salespeople don't adjust well because they may be getting the feedback but they're not really hearing it or observing it it's very good there's Sorry. my point. Thank you. This is a Might point have to delay. Do that from this point forward. <laughs> That's part of the deal, isn't it? Um, Thirty seconds and go. <laughs> Works too. Um, here is a, some coaching around the immediate feedback part. And as best you can, my advice here is to think of that in a neutral, from a neutral point of view, as best you can. Because I think what occurs here is we too often label the feedback as positive or negative the entire time we're talking. Had a guy this morning say, "Yeah, I went down to see this." Uh, this customer of ours, and uh, we got some huge opportunities. It was the first time I met this guy, and I heard he was kind of a hard ass. And I think he really liked me. Mm. What we, I, he said, I told a couple jokes and made some you? personal things. He said he really liked me. So I was like, well, okay, that's fine that he really likes you. The point is, we're labeling that just because he likes you doesn't mean he's going to do business yeah. with you. And you know, there are all sorts of things about that. So take the feedback for what it is not what you want to label it to be. Yeah. Okay, we yeah. have a saying in my like football refereeing, which is play the next play. You, you work a play, you either got a, had a great call or a really bad call, and then the next play starts. And it doesn't totally matter yeah. what happened on the last play, whether it was good or bad. And too often we let the good things be the dictator of whether or not we're in flow. Yeah. In other words, yeah. we just sort of pile on the good things. The way to truly stay in flow and be conscious about it is to remove the plus, plus minus labels from the feedback you're getting. You're just that's getting good. feedback, right? And if it's I'm just, detached, part of the feedback that's negative that I perceive as negative might be helpful to me because I go, this person's not a prospect for me. Yeah, that's And good. it saves me time to move on. Good. Okay. A third one here, uh, we'll go through this one quickly, although I kind of like this one the best, and that is make sure that your what you're challenging yourself to do is slightly outside of your comfort zone. So he talks about oh. in the books is the demand, the skill demanded is slightly outside your capability. So let's suppose that uh, somebody says to you, well, I wouldn't say it to you, but somebody who doesn't like to speak publicly, they would say, hey, we've got a program coming up. Would you mind saying a few words, 15, 20 minutes in front of of prospects? If you hate speaking publicly or uh, 
Yeah, let's see. You hey, you're probably going to say, "Oh, yeah, that sounds really good." But could, could I do it like a PowerPoint, or could I could I yeah. have one? Maybe my owner of my company would like to come. Yeah. So look for things that are slightly outside your comfort zone because it it creates a, the dopamine effect, which allows you to use your brain power to get excited about something new. So if I give you something new that's outside your comfort zone, you feel it. It's exactly what you should be doing mm. because it will create a sense of flow where you're actually having to be totally present to create this thing, whether it's a talk or whatever it is. Very good point. Very Thank you. Point. Very good. Yeah. Counter very good. Um, that, 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 yeah, you're right. This is probably the favorite of the three that we've read so far because this, to me, is something that salespeople struggle with. And I think they struggle with it because they, they, they're more in, inclined to be to live in a place of safety. Yeah, They think outside risky behavior may not be good for them when, in fact, it's the only thing that will propel them to greatness and greatness in, in results. And I can absolutely relate, again, through my football refereeing. Um, if I go referee a game at uh, – Michigan and Ohio State, that's on the edge of the comfort zone. The first, I just did that game this past year. When the first time I worked it in 07, boy, it was, whoo, it was real big, like almost too focused, you know. Mm-hmm. This year was, in, was much more in flow. If you work your 19th or 20th one of those, you actually have to sort of, you know, gear you back up even though it's a big thing. You have to work, you know, make to your point about the speaking. If someone called and said, hey, uh, Bill, we've got a uh, we've got you booked at Conseco Fieldhouse in downtown Indianapolis, or Banker's Life Fieldhouse, I should say, and there's going to be 20,000 people there, and you get the stage for an hour. Mm-hmm. Even though you do speaking all day, every day, and you have for 25 years, you might go, ooh, that's ooh. a big stage. Yeah. If I said, hey, I want you to come down to the uh, Bedford uh, Kiwanis Club, <laughs> where we're, we're meeting at the Super 8 Motel, there'll be six of us there, you might you go, serious? Are you okay, Are you well, yeah, I can hook you up. You're going to give me that I can opportunity? Hook you up. Yeah. Nothing against Bedford or the Super 8 or anyone else, but it's a different deal. And you yeah. might be like, oh, and you just, you sort of because have to do I've it. done that in Bedford so many before. times. And so many times. You yeah. have, right. Yeah. So, so I think it's up to each, each of us individually to say, well, how can we continue to improve our state of performance is to find these things that are slightly outside your comfort zone. Yeah. We've even recommended people do podcasting. And Absolutely. I know, and we, we don't want to, uh, you know, beat the horse again, but, and a couple people have, we've probably spawned three or four podcasts. I think we that have come from this. Spawn is a good word. Spawn, We're spawning. You know. We're fish. Uh, <laughs> but, but then, okay, if you've, the question is, well, what do I have to say? That's usually what we hear. Yes. Well, you have a lot to say. And Everybody then once you does. get into it and realize, wait a minute, I do have a lot to say. Now it's new stuff. It's new That's territory. Right. So yep. keep keep expanding your uh, your sites. It's very, very good. Our next deal is we're going to do an actually syndicated television show, right? Yeah. Right in front of our green screen here. Right. That's right. our we next level up. We've got the blanket up. So. We do. It's time. Uh, make sure you join the LinkedIn group. Go to uh, LinkedIn, find groups, or you can go to advancedlingpodcast.com slash LinkedIn. Yep. And uh, make sure you join the conversation going on there. We have not done a Q&A mailbag for a long time. I think we probably Next should episode. think about doing that. We so uh, make sure you comment. And we'll uh, if you give us permission to use your name, that's fine. You can email us at listener at Advanced Selling Podcast for that. And we'd love to answer your questions. We'd love to. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.